Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Good to see you all. Good to be here. Good to worship. And it's good to open God's Word together. This morning we're going to read um, from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 18 verse 21. And we're going to look at uh, a parable that Jesus told. Uh, It's known as the parable of the unmerciful servant. Um, And it starts off, um, that kind of the lead into this passage is in verse 21 of Matthew 18, where it says, then Peter came to Jesus and he asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And then from that point, Jesus goes on, as he brilliantly does so often, and uses a parable to try and communicate a truth of the kingdom of God. But this passage, um, it talks about forgiveness, as we can see. And this is a huge, huge theme, huge theme of the life of following Jesus is this theme of forgiveness, God forgiving us, us forgiving other people. Um, the, the culture of the kingdom of God, the culture of the kingdom of heaven is one of forgiveness, receiving it, giving it. It is part of the culture. It has been said that the forgiveness is the oxygen of the kingdom of God. So this is not a side issue this morning. This is not a, a, a nice um, suggestion which might help you in your relationships at home. It's more than that. This is a huge, huge part of what it is to follow Jesus. So we're going to read the rest of this passage now. So Jesus says, um, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, he says, the kingdom of heaven, and these words are all in red in my Bible, so this is all Jesus talking from now. It says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. And he grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in anger, his master handled him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And God, we pray that you would bless this word to our hearts 
Father God, let us hear it despite other noise in the room, in our minds, from things of the week, the week to come, whatever is rattling in our minds this morning. God, we pray, God, let this word be alive in our hearts today, I pray. In Jesus' name, we can say amen. We're allowed to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so yes, the whole thing of forgiveness. And forgiveness, as I said, it's a huge theme, particularly of the New Testament. And we regularly um, talk about forgiveness. We may even sing about forgiveness, about how God forgives us of our sins. And, and we read this, one of the prominent places we see this, as we all know really well, perhaps, is in the Lord's Prayer, where we are taught to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So in this this little part of the Lord's Prayer, we see how there is a, a, a relation to us being forgiven by God and how we therefore should forgive others. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. There is a relation between the two. And we're going to really unpack this a little bit this morning, looking at this parable which Jesus told. Just a few different aspects of forgiveness, how God forgives us, how we forgive others, the problems with that, the difficulties with that, and how we can try and um, grow in that and receive that more from God. So that is the objective for this morning. And I think there is some um, really powerful stuff here for us to get into. So the first aspect that I want to look at this morning is how a truth that we all know well, I'm sure, but maybe more in our mind than we do in our heart, and that is perhaps the simple but deep truth that God forgives us. God forgives us and God forgives you. So we see this in this parable through the relationship of the master and the servant. Verse 27, it says, The servant's master took pity on him, or perhaps there the word often used is more mercy. He took mercy on him, and he cancelled the debt, and he let him go. Now, I'm no scholar. I just got out my calculator, and I banged in some numbers. And I calculated a rough idea that I, I think that the amount that this person owed was probably £313,000, £313,920. I based that on minimum wage over 20 years and the amount that it was at the time and how much they think that would take to work. So just for us, the equivalent, think of three. £113,000. That is quite the debt to pay off, I'm sure you agree. I'm not sure how I would pay that off. I'd be doing the same as this guy. I would be on my knees pleading for mercy, I am sure. But central, as I said, to our faith is this notion that God forgives. Whatever the weight, whatever the debt of our sin, God is faithful to forgive us of every wrong. And I know, I'm aware, sin isn't perhaps a, um, a popular word. It's not a fashionable word. It's not a word that we hear used in society all that much. We're not comfortable with it much of the time. But we need to understand that core to the Christian faith, to following Jesus, is recognizing that God's ways are higher than our ways and that we have fallen short, that we fall short of the glory of God and that we need rescuing from the pain and from the repercussions of our sin. It's been said that, that God doesn't just make, he doesn't make bad people good people, he makes dead people alive. 
This is the weight of our sin that we need rescuing from it. Just a few scriptures just to see that. And I make no apologies. There is no fancy, clever um, teaching here. This is just straight down the line Bible teaching here. Ephesians 2 verse 1, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Psalm 103 verse 12, it says that as far as east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just breathe this good news in this morning. Isaiah 43 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. And just one more verse, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, this is the bit that we've got to do, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What good news it is that God forgives us of our sins. God forgives us of our failures. God forgives us of all the times that we fall short. Maybe this morning you are living feeling very aware of the weight of your sin. Maybe you're not even thinking of it in terms of sin. You're just feeling grubby. You're feeling heavy. You're feeling dirty because of things that you've said, because of things that you've done, decisions that you've made, how you've treated people even that you love. And you feel just you're living with the weight, with the burden, with the heaviness of your sin, of your shortcomings, your failures, of the people that you have hurt. But this morning, I wanted just to invite you People online, I'll invite you to know his forgiveness. I want you to know the forgiveness of our Father. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. I want to invite you to live in freedom, free without the burden and the weight of sin. Maybe you, you're a follower of Jesus and you just sort of forget this stuff. You just, it, it just becomes so sort of normal in the Sunday to Sunday lifestyle of a Christian where this huge, huge life-changing news can sort of just sort of fade into the background. But I want to invite you afresh to remember that whatever your sin, wherever you've come from, whatever you have done wrong, that God wants to forgive you and he wants to allow you to live without the weight and the heaviness that comes with sin. So that, as we see in that relationship between the master and the servant, is speaking of how God forgives us. So much we could say about that, but just moving on this morning is how that we should also, as we have been forgiven, we should forgive. We see this in verse 33 of this parable, where the master says, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And we see this kind of play out between the servant who was forgiven and then the fellow servant. Now, as I said, he was let off about £313,000. Again, with my calculator, some rough, rough calculations, I found that it was about 65 quid that this guy owed the other guy. 65 quid. 
which again, that's, you know, that's money. I'm not going to belittle £65, but I think I could probably find a way to pay back 65 quid if I needed to. We could probably whip around this morning and would find 65 quid amongst us, I'm sure. And what we notice from the passage here is the, the servant's servant, he makes almost exactly the same plea, the same appeal to his fellow servant as the servant did to his master. It's the same situation, it's the same appeal that he makes. It's mirroring that same situation, but in this sense, the mercy was not shown. The mercy stopped. He was shown mercy of being let off 313,000 pounds. We'll call it that amount. But the mercy stopped and he wouldn't let this guy off 65 quid. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, it says, We should be, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So just as we have been forgiven, we should be passing that on and forgiving other people. I've spoke to a couple of people lately. We went out for a, a meal a few weeks ago. I spoke to someone at a checkout in a supermarket, and they were just saying how they've had so much abuse during this period, just where people have not wanted to agree or comply with different rules, and they've had to face with just people being so unkind and just how this kind of stuff, we pass stuff on, don't we, one way or another. And it seems at the moment it's some of these people that are getting the brunt of our hurt and of our pain. But be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. In this parable it says that the master expected that because of the mercy that he was shown that that mercy would then be passed on to somebody else and it would be shown to others. But the truth is, is that unforgiveness, I think unforgiveness so much we can hold on to it because it's something empowering about it. I'm not going to forgive them, they wrong me, I'm going to hold on to it. But, and we've not got time to unpack all of that this morning, but I just want to say this morning, unforgiveness will make you ill. Unforgiveness is making you ill. It is making you sick. It is making you tired. Unforgiveness is holding you back. Unforgiveness is stopping you from moving on. Unforgiveness of how a friend hurt you is affecting how you treat your other friends. Unforgiveness of how your father might have treated you is, is affecting how you are going to treat your kids. Forgiveness hurts us. When we don't forgive, it hurts us. Now, we can, like I said, we've not got time to unpack it. Forgiveness is such a complex thing. I don't want to brush over it. It is deep. It, it brings up such painful memories, such painful things. Just really briefly, I don't want to be trite about forgiveness. Um, I don't subscribe particularly to the notion of forgive and forget. I think we're designed with brains, we have memories, we remember things. Forgiveness is so often more of a process that day by day by day we forgive. Sometimes the 77 times is because we've got to keep forgiving that same person 77 times and more until we just lay off the weight of unforgiveness. Corrie ten Boom she says that forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. 
I'll read that again. She says, forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. And this is just saying how we feel changes. One day we might think, I've forgiven that person, I've done it. And then you wake up the next morning and suddenly you feel furious again about them. But it's saying however we feel, forgiveness is an act of the will. We continue to choose and to decide to choose forgiveness over unforgiveness. But if we want to live in the freedom that Jesus wants us to live in, we need to delve into forgiveness. We need to take it on. We need to go for it. Although it can be difficult, it can be painful, we need to go for it because it releases us from the weight of unforgiveness. And there is so much that can make this difficult and complicated, but there's just one core thing that I want us to look at this morning of why I think it is so difficult for us to forgive other people. I'm not, it's not direct in the text, but I'm going to pull out from this parable why I think this servant was unable to pass on the mercy that was shown to him. He was unable to pass it on. And I think the reason it can be so difficult for us to pass on the mercy that we've been shown, to forgive other people, is because although we may have cognitively heard that God has forgiven us and it might go into our brain, in reality, a lot of the time, We haven't received it. And that means, to use the phrase, we've maybe not forgiven ourselves. We've not forgiven ourselves of the, 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 the mistakes that we've made, the pain that we've caused. We're still, still harming ourselves. We've not forgiven ourselves, even though we know that God has forgiven us. The master, as I said, he saw forgiveness as something that should flow through from one to the next. The master, God, he shows mercy, and then in part, we can show mercy to others. But there is a blockage so much of the time that, that, that that flow gets blocked. And I think the blockage is in how we receive God's forgiveness. We are forgiven, but we are still punishing ourselves. We're still reliving it. We're still going through it in our mind. We're still replaying it out. We're still doing the shoulda, woulda, coulda kind of thing. If I'd done it differently and it hurts. I know the feeling when you're going through something that you did wrong and inside it's like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I say that? And it's this part that's it's, it's good to have that sort of emotional response that takes us to the place of forgiveness. But sometimes it just carries on and it carries on and on and on and on. And maybe, and I suggest, it means we have not fully received the forgiveness that God has for us. Now, the Bible talks a lot about remembering, remembering the things that God has done for us, to not be forgetting. But we are forgetful people. I'm a forgetful person. I forget things regularly. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's just so important, I think. But when we talk about remembering, we are remembering. Okay, it's something which is ours, it's something that happened to us, but when we forget, it gets dismembered, it stops being a part of us. But when we remember, we remember it again. We take something that, that, that was ours, but we're bringing it back because it's mine, and that's what we need to do with our forgiveness. We need to remember, we need to reattach, we need to receive the forgiveness that God has, 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 has for us and the mercy that he has shown. When we forget, it gets dismembered and when we dismember what God has done for us we tend to remember 
the hurt and the pain. The hurt, the pain, the heaviness, the bitterness, the anger, that gets remembered and the mercy gets dismembered. And I find this, I mean, we're always not far away from a reminder of our failures, are we? Whether it be someone else, whether it be yourself, maybe you think you've moved on, you know, you've, you've been through this process, I've forgiven them, it's fine, and then one day suddenly something is said and bam, like there it is, straight back in the middle of the room again. And oh, I thought I'd moved on, I thought I'd moved past this, I thought this had gone, but no, it is still there. And we remember the hurt and we dismember the mercy. But the master in this parable, he cancelled the debt and he released him. He set him free without the need to repay. But not receiving forgiveness, it's like still trying to repay. But you are free. If you are in Jesus, if you are following Jesus, if you have said to Jesus, I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made, as we said before, if you acknowledge that you have fallen short of what his standard is, of the glory of God, he wants to forgive us and let us live in freedom. There's a, a TV show that was probably about, it's probably about 10 years old or something now, an American comedy which got cancelled after about 10 episodes or something. But uh, we used to watch it, and it was, co- it, was called, um, it was called Samantha Who. And what it was, it was about um, this person. At the start of the series, she's waking up in hospital uh, because she's been in a car accident and she's got amnesia. So she can't remember really anything from before the car accident. Now, this character, we like her. She's likable. She's friendly. She's fun. But what we find out through the episodes is she keeps bumping into people that cannot stand her. And she realizes that before the accident, she was a horrible person and she upset people and she was not, and she was not kind. And, and even though we know her as this nice, lovable Samantha character who we all love, we realize that she's got a past and her past keeps bumping into her present. Although she's moved on from it, the past keeps turning up again. It keeps reminding her of all the person that she used to be. And this is what it can be like so much of the time. We come to Jesus. We decide we want to follow Jesus. We get forgiven. We might be celebratory and fantastic. We're forgiven. But then we still meet people, family, friends that knew us before that. And the repercussion of our sin still carries over into our new life following Jesus. It doesn't mean like we're forgiven of it, the weight of it has gone, but it's still echoing out and we still need to work through that and forgive people. There's still a process that needs to happen. We still get life that constantly tries to remind us and bring back all of our failings and our mistakes. And this is the blockage, I think. This is the thing that stops us passing on the forgiveness that we have received to passing it on to others because we've not received it. We've not forgiven ourselves. We've not fully taken on board that Jesus has cleared the debt. So how do we fight this? How do we contest this? You might be sat there nodding along thinking, you know, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Tom. And in church, it can feel easier sometimes. You know, we're with other people that are like-minded. We've got worship songs, we've got the Bible open, we've been praying, etc., etc., etc. But you kind of got this inkling in your mind that come Tuesday lunchtime that you're suddenly going to start feeling again just the bitterness and the anger of, of, of unforgiveness and all those sorts of things. 
There's a scripture which is going to, I think should be on the screen. Revelation <clears throat> chapter 12, verse 10, 11. Now, I think this is one, just an amazing verse, which seems to get massively underquoted in the Bible. But it says, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, this is what keeps coming back in our mind all the time. This is why we keep remembering things. Even when we think we've moved on, it's because we have an accuser who continues to accuse us from things from our past. But it says, uh, the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night. Doesn't it just feel like that? Day and night, day and night has been hurled down. And it says, here we are, they triumphed over him. Who wants to triumph this morning? They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, by what Jesus has done, the message of what Jesus has done, by what he did for us to clear out the weight of our sin, and by the word of our testimony. By remembering what God has done, by remembering it, by sharing it, by speaking it, by talking it up to each other, by testifying, talking about what God has done for us is how we triumph over this stuff. You know, we are not all called, you might be very relieved from this, we are not all called to be preachers. <laughs> we are not all called to be on a stage and preach, but I believe we are all called to be able to preach to ourselves. And if we want to grow in Jesus, if we want to overcome the accusations, if we want to really move past unforgiveness, we need to be able to preach to ourselves sometime. Sometimes you're going to wake up in the morning. It says here, day and night, day and night. There are going to be times where you feel accused. And that's not to belittle the hurt that you may have caused someone. That is real. And we shouldn't just sweep that under the carpet because people are hurt from it. But we're, we're saying about the, the sting, the power of it has been forgiven. And sometimes you're going to feel dirty. You're going to feel like I'm a failure. I can't believe I did that. I messed up. I'm meant to be a Christian. You disgrace. But we need to cancel that sort of talk in our mind and begin to preach to ourselves and say, no, Tom, you are forgiven in Jesus. You're a child of God. Yeah, you messed up, but, but as, as heavy and as big and as weighty as your sin is, the grace and the mercy of God is bigger still. We need to dismember the hurt and remember what God has done for us. We need to start remembering the faithfulness, the goodness of God. It's going a little bit off track, but there are, in this time that we're living at the moment, for many it is difficult. For many, you, you might be worried about your job. You might be worried about your health. But I tell you, one of your main weapons for facing whatever challenge you're facing is the testimony of what God has done in the past. You might be thinking, I don't know what my job is going to bring, but we need to be continuing to testify, to share, to talk about the times that God gave you a job in the past, the times that God, you know, you thought you were going to be lacking and then God provided. We got to keep remembering the power of our testimony, which is how we can tackle this heavy, heavy stuff. Things like connect groups, you know, we often have, if you're in a connect group, you might get a question of, of, of um, 
uh, think of a time in your life where you felt da-da-da-da-da. And sometimes it can feel like we're just sort of like chatting little memories. But no, it's about testimony. It's about reminding ourselves, remembering ourselves with the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God. When we forgive others, when we forgive ourselves, there is a freedom and a lightness that comes with that. Some of us have been walking around with such heaviness of just broken relationships, punishing ourselves, punishing others, but that is not the message of Jesus. The message of Jesus is good news. Jesus said that His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I mean, the the text doesn't really carry on, but I think this unmerciful servant, he must have been a miserable person to be around. Just carrying around those burdens, that weight. But this morning, I believe that Jesus is inviting us into a much lighter way of living. You, Christian, follower of Jesus, are forgiven. You're forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. He blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In a minute, we're going to listen to a song to close. But I just want to create a bit of space for us, just to be still. And it may be that God brings to mind people you need to forgive. He might be bringing to mind places in yourself that you need to let go of. But what I really want us to focus on this morning is to go right back to the start and to just remember, acknowledge, just to soak in the goodness of God's mercy for us. Just sit and receive it. You've got a few minutes. Just relax and relax and receive. This morning I was praying just before, and one thing I often remind myself before I preach is that I don't, when I preach, at the end of when I've spoken that God is not going to love me more and he's not going to love me less, I don't preach to gain favor with God, but God loves me as I am right now. He couldn't love me more, he couldn't love me less, and it's the same with you. Let's just breathe in that truth this morning, that God loves you. That if we confess our sin, if we acknowledge, Jesus, I've fallen short and I need a saviour, be my saviour. He forgives us and takes the weight, the burden, the heaviness of our sin, of our mistakes, of our failings. So we'll just be still for a minute before we listen to this song. And I just pray, God, for all of us, as we're still, God, I pray that we would know the truth of your love this morning. God, I pray that your love would cast out all fear. Thank you that for anyone who is in Christ, they are a new creation, that the old has gone and the new has come.
you feel you've never received the forgiveness of God and you want to follow Jesus in the room, online, I encourage you, just pray. You can pray, you can talk to God very simply and say, God, I'm sorry for messing up. I'm sorry for getting it wrong. I'm sorry for falling short. I want to know your forgiveness and I want to follow you. God, we receive your forgiveness. We receive your love. We want to remember ourselves with this truth that you love us. So God, we thank you for your mercy. God, may we never lose the wonder of your mercy. God, I just pray that as we go, we would go knowing we are forgiven, knowing that we are free. May we go knowing that we are forgiven by our Father. And may we forgive those around us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For more information about our church, or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcentre.com.